Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. There were people in Edmonton who got in touch with me. First time, Ken called in and said, look, sent email, said, we just want to help. How do we get in touch with him? So I have his number now. I'll call him. And uh, you can reach me at uh, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Now, yesterday, Donald Trump and Justin Trudeau had a conversation about trade and about national security issues. And so the question is, how is the security issue going to play itself out? We have a reality where the prime minister believes that ISIS is a gr- or that climate is a greater threat than ISIS, which is what the um, Obama administration believed, but it's not what Donald Trump believes. Scott Newark is a former Crown attorney, former executive director of the Canadian Police Association, and uh, federal and Ontario security advisor post 9-11, and he served on the board of an anti-terror organization in Washington. And I, I, I wrote it down, the name of the group you were with, Scotty, and I can't find it. What was the name of the, the organization you were part of? Investigative Project on Terrorism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so here we are, 2017. We have a new American president. We have the Prime Minister, who they won't see eye to eye in in a lot of things, along a lot of issues. What's the most fundamental concern that you have? What's the most important issue, the most important part of security, North American perimeter security, which was the you know which was talked about a great deal in the days of Chrétien and um, and uh, and Bush? What's what's required now? Well, I think uh, the thing to watch for is uh, whether or not. The new administration serves as a catalyst to get some of the things done uh, that were in the uh, Beyond the Border Agreement that the uh, Harper government negotiated with uh, President Obama, because while a lot's been accomplished, there are still specific initiatives that were in there. And one of the great strengths of that agreement, Roy, was how specific the detail was about what, uh, how success was measured, you know, timelines, who had responsibility for it. And as I have sort of watched uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, and to the extent that one can sort of try and even get a sense of what his priorities will be, it seems like his message includes uh, achieving specific accomplishments, uh, number one. Uh, number two, in uh, having um, uh, countries that uh, are involved in uh, international efforts, you know, pay their fair share or contribute their fair share, and in prioritizing perceived American interests. and. All of the outstanding issues in the Beyond the Border Agreement absolutely would um, serve those, those goals. So he would be able, if he makes them a priority that President Obama didn't, and so far okay, the, uh, the Liberal government has not either, if he makes it a priority, um, we could see some real benefits arising out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, too, don't forget, I mean, if for us the larger issue is on the trade uh, component to it, 
if we help him accomplish some of these things on the security file, they may be a little more receptive to listening to us on the trade file. Right. Where, where and to what and to whom is the, is the Canada-U.S. border most vulnerable? Well, I think probably just when you look at a map and you see the absolute breadth of it, that's one of the greatest challenges. And that's why one of the uh, specifics that was included in the Beyond the Border Agreement was for both countries to jointly, and I can't stress how important that is, Instead of having us do it separately and then trying to figure out how to integrate it, the plan specifically called for a joint vulnerability and gap analysis by Canada and the U.S., which has been accomplished, and then an identification of the required uh, technologies uh, to address some of those issues, which has been accomplished. And then it was supposed to be a joint uh, procurement and deployment strategy and we first heard uh, news of that in 2013 when the RCMP was allocated $92 million for this, and it just hasn't happened. Uh, they renamed it the year afterwards uh, as the Border Integrity Technology Enhancement Program. And I've heard different uh, uh, sort of explanations as to whether it's internal you know, procurement problems in Canada or there's a very real issue of the uh, multiple agency competition and uh, uh, border security in the United States. So if Trump is somebody who wants to say, look, we want to get this done, and I want to be able to you know, deliver something specific, uh, that, in my opinion, is probably the single largest improvement that we could actually make. The, there are other components of the Beyond the Border Agreement. Uh, the Americans have actually already passed legislation authorizing some of these things, the exit entry information uh, agreement, where we're sharing information back and forth with each other. Uh, the pre-border clearance, it took a long time because it's a complicated issue where we're doing clearance in each other's countries jointly away from the border that expedites uh, commercial trade and travel. As I say, the Americans have already passed legislation uh, doing that. Roy, uh, we inter- the Liberal government introduced legislation to do it in June, and it's still stuck in that. No, we're, we're still waiting, right? We're still waiting to get it done at this end. Correct, and I think that may end up being part of what the uh, the American strategy is, is to say, look, you know, we've got a whole bunch of things on the table, and we want this stuff getting done, so get this passed. You know, Scott, uh, one of the things that people are, are concerned about is these uh, terror attacks that you've seen, like in, uh, in Berlin and in Nice um, and in, you know, in, in, in the United All States. All over the place. Right. So, so I'm curious about this. How much sharing of information exists between Canada and the U.S. on who is entering and leaving each country when that person is not a citizen of either nation? Very good question. Um, there is, uh, to a certain extent, I think that is something uh, that needs to be expanded. Uh, Canada has got uh, two programs uh, underway: uh, the electronic travel authorization, where we it's it's in effect like a visa uh, vetting process for countries for people coming from countries that don't require visas, like hello, the European Union. We also have finally CBSA has put in place something called the Advanced Passenger Information Program, where believe it or not. Uh, we never used to check who was on a plane coming to Canada until the plane took off. We're now finally going to do that correctly, and before the plane leaves, we're going to determine who's on there to see if they're inadmissible right. uh, to Canada or not. That is something that the Americans already do. And I think what is likely going to happen, and I, to a certain extent I believe it's already underway, um, but I think it will be much more formalized and uh, much more of a priority, which is in effect, I think what you're talking about, it's the creation of that shared bad guy lookout database where we're actually saying, look, here are the people that we have concerns about. 
I mean, people may forget when we were doing, we admitted the uh, Syrian uh, refugees on an expedited basis. We actually shared the information with the American, shared the information on the people we were contemplating receiving with the Americans, so they could check it against their databases. I suspect it will start with the Americans, but then probably expand as well too, which is a good idea. Mm-hmm. To the uh, the five eyes, including the United Kingdom, New Zealand, and Australia. Okay, I expect that will happen as well. Mr. Newark, always good talking to you. Thank you, Scott. Good talking with you, sir. See you. All the best, Scott Newark. Very much involved with um, with international security, North American security, and federal and Ontario security advisor post 9/11. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.